I chose the name of my tea shop, Dr. Bombay's Underwater Tea Party, because it sounded whimsical. India wasn't a part of the equation, not even remotely. It had never even crossed my mind. I didn't do yoga. I had no deep yearning to see the Taj Mahal or tour Hindu temples. I didn't harbor some spiritual desire to follow the path of Buddha. But one day, a regular customer, Kate, walks into my shop, raving about a trip she took there as a Rotary Club scholar. She's planning to go again, and her enthusiasm is infectious. You should come, she says, after breezing in. It'll be fun. Girl, if I go on vacation, I'm going to Florida, to the beach, throw a book over my head and drink margaritas for breakfast. India? No thanks. No, really, she persists. I think you'd love it. It's wonderful. Plus, I need your help. I don't give it much thought. Me going to India for three months, as required by the Rotary Project, seems about as likely to happen as me suddenly deciding to peel and eat a raw onion. As a new business owner, my work stretches as far as I can see. Days off? What are those? But Kate's friendly, low-key lobbying continues on her frequent visits. She brings me fresh-baked cookies and little jelly jars of homemade chai. She shows me photos of her in front of the Taj Mahal or smiling wildly while hanging out of a moving train. I soak up colorful saris, the desert of rolling hills, and camels adorned in red and blue headdresses. The small group she will be traveling with begins to hold their planning meetings at my shop. And the idea gradually begins to take root as my stress level mounts. In the space of a few days, I have to fire an employee for stealing, and another one quits to return to college. I'm spent, burned out, and working all their shifts. I want a break, a place where I can collect my thoughts and stop debating about how I got myself into this mess. The next time Kate walks into the shop, she skips up to the counter with an inquiring expression, and I surprise myself. Okay, I'll go. I have a vague idea that I can see where my tea comes from, and maybe provide a little help to someone along the way. Kate provides me a free place to stay for some of the trip, and a world of adventure. Managing to poach a generous friend's Delta buddy pass, suddenly I am heading halfway around the world. It's the first time I've been away from my shop since I opened it about three years earlier. As my plane touches down in Mumbai, I can see the teetering jumble of slums next to the airport, houses made from corrugated metal and blue tarps. Entering the city of 12 million people, I feel almost breathless with panic. It's not what I expected, the overwhelming smell of incense, livestock, and diesel fuel, the heat, the constantly blaring car horns, and the press of so many people. I'm planning to meet up with Kate in Hyderabad in a few days, but for now I'm on my own with almost no idea of what to do. What I do know is that I want out of there. Nervously flipping open my Lonely Planet guidebook, I stop in the middle to look through the photo pages. One shows the Golden Temple in Amritsar. Another is a cluster of cows roaming busy streets in Kolkata. Then there's a beach town dressed up for a festival but I'm drawn to one mysterious photo showing pink turreted buildings and stone steps descending into the Ganges River. This place looks like nothing I've ever seen. It's Varanasi, 
the holiest site in the Hindu religion, and one of the oldest cities on the planet. It seems like as good a plan as any. I can hide out there for some R&R until I meet up with Kate. Cranking some Dinosaur Jr. on my iPod to calm my nerves, I hop on a train and plunge into the heart of the Indian countryside in search of the picture. Nine hundred miles later, in the middle of the night, I arrive at a tiny threadbare hotel. As my little tuk-tuk rolls to a stop, I see the staff is sleeping outside on the stairs. Some are curled around the potted plants surrounding the front of the building. Others are stretched out in the lobby on the hard floor. They suddenly jump up and grab my bags. I'm jet-lagged and disoriented. The hotel owner senses my confusion and takes pity. We just had a last-minute cancellation, he says. Welcome. As he deposits me in my room, I ask him for tips on local sites, and he offers me some advice 